RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the brand new fall season of the Campground of the Week podcast. We have an incredible lineup of campgrounds lined up for you for these next 12 episodes, and we're starting it off right at Rafter J Bar Ranch in the Black Hills of South Dakota. And this is a paired episode with the brand new fall season of RVFTA, where we're going to give you about 12 tips for visiting Mount Rushmore. So before we dive into this great review of Rafter J, which is one of my top five campgrounds ever. We have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. Since 1968, Jayco has been providing a way for generations of families to create lasting memories together. Today, Jayco offers everything from camping trailers to gas Class A motorhomes, complete with more standard features and a longer, stronger two-year limited warranty. Jayco gives you the value you're looking for and the peace of mind you deserve. Lots of family fun is to be had around a campfire with a Jayco nearby. For more information, visit your local Jayco dealer or Jayco Jayco.com. Jayco, generations of family fun. Do you miss that Jayco X213 hybrid that we rented for the <laughs> South Dakota trip? We were so cozy in there. Uh, we were a little cozy, yeah. No, in theory, that is an amazing RV. Um, it was a little too small for my liking because my boys just take up a lot of space. But if you have calm children and maybe two or less, I think it's an amazing camper. But we were back in the toy hauler this month and it felt really good. <laughs> I have. I, mean, I loved being in the smaller rig and I still think part of me wants a smaller rig. It was awesome being in the toy hauler at Estig. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I'm, I'm glad we didn't haul the toy hauler out to the Black Hills. I mean, that was just a long drive for a big trailer. Oh, yeah. So, I don't never regret that decision for a minute. That's a I really... I enjoyed renting the X-230. It was perfect yeah. for after Well, day. and it had a queen... I mean, a king bed, right? So that slide out is a king size bed, obviously RV king size, but still, um, we have a king at home and we have a queen in the RV. And I do feel the difference a little when we're camping. I kind of miss my king bed. So that was nice to be in a king bed in an RV. And I do think that that would move to the top of my list for another RV. Would it really? Uh, yeah, because it's never just us in that bed. <laughs> I know. There's always a dog and a child and <laughs> People from the site next door. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. You never know who you're going to wake up with. All right. Rewind that. (laughs) Delete that. Okay. Um, This review is inspired by a Carrie Cox review. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Carrie Cox from Travels with Birdie 
reviewed Rafter J. I mean, I don't even know, two Way years ago now. back when, And yeah. when she reviewed it, she said it was, I think, her favorite campground of all time. I think she still says that. No, there's one or two that are above that one in Colorado, I think. And yeah, so I think that it's, it's in her top five now. It's in her top five. But basically, <laughs> when she did that review, I was like, well, when we go to Mount Rushmore, that's where we're staying. Because the Palmer Gulch KOA is popular, too. And a lot of people do like it. Yeah. And I actually, I actually got into a little bit of a Facebook spat with somebody. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, I, n- I avoid Facebook spats like crazy. But we posted something about Rafter J or yeah. put up a picture of Rafter J and some guy said, oh yeah, that's the retirement home campground. So of course I got into it with them and I was like, oh, my that's crazy. Our family had an awesome time there and there were yeah. there were kids all well, over yeah, the place. Well, yeah, there was kids at the pool playing and we met some and nice people just, around the campfire. He just was like, oh, well, Palmer Gulch is better. And I was like, yeah. no, Rafter J is better. And we were like going back and forth. And I realized I was like in one of those immature yeah. Facebook spats that we don't like to get you into. You just have to say, you do Yo, no one's ever going to make you stay at Rafter Jet. In summary, <laughs> if you want, if you want tons of activities and live music and nonstop action and a restaurant on site, go to Palmer Gulch. It's a great campground. That KOA is a great campground. But the sites are small mm-hmm. from everything we've been told and well, from we, driving we saw, through. Yeah. The sites are small. I wanted a really big site, and Rafter J has really big sites. So let's talk about the physical appearance of this campground. This is a private campground. It's been family-owned for many, many years, maybe even a couple decades. But what it does that's so unique, it's a private campground with full hookup sites and all the amenities. But when you pull in, it has the natural beauty of a gorgeous state park. And the site sizes are gigantic. And I'm sorry I'm skipping ahead to where we talk about the sites, but it's such a key feature. So Rafter J combines the best of a public and private campground in my mind. And that's why it's so great. Yeah, this campground is really Enormous. And by enormous, I mean the property is enormous and they haven't actually overfilled it with sites. In fact, it's very spread out. And what they've done is created these individual little camps. That's what they call it, camps. And there's a bunch of them kind of peppered throughout the park. And in between the camps, there are either like these big, huge areas of, you know, towering ponderosa pines or big grassy fields that allow for great space for playing gigantic, and walking. It's a gigantic field in the middle. Yeah. The field in the middle is bigger than some campgrounds we've been to. Now, I was talking to one of the managers, and he said that the family bought the property, I think, in the 70s or the 80s. They bought it a long time ago. And he basically said that you couldn't build this campground today. Like, you could not do it. It's just the fact that they've owned it for so long, and they probably own the property outright, allows them to have this gigantic campground with gigantic sites, and it makes economic sense. You could not buy a piece of land like this now and build a campground like Rafter J. Not economically possible. All right. Now, we're saying it's huge, but there's not a bazillion sites. So what about booking? Well, it's not incredibly hard to book just because they have ample sites. But you do need to book ahead, especially if you're staying during the peak season which is July and early August, right? So we were actually staying towards the end of the peak season in late August. And when I called ahead, I think it was about seven or eight months, I had a wide variety of sites to choose from. So we kind of, you know, spent time on the phone chatting because I had had input from Carrie Cox. And then I was talking to the, you know, manager, I think, who I who was on the phone. And we were kind of narrowing down where we would want to stay. So there definitely were choices. However, I have to say, please note that this area gets extremely crowded in the 4th of July, 
area. That's a big time for people visiting here. And also during the Sturgis Bike Rally. Which was and, like early August. Yeah. And the, the dates are always up like for the next year. So you can always look. We specifically timed our trip to avoid that. So like when I was still people around, like yeah. you might want to actually give yourself some space after the Sturgis Rally is over because plenty of people hang. Yeah. For us, I wasn't able to push it back any further because we had to get back for school. But I think it was like up until August 13th. And so I was like, okay, well, we can go into the area, you know, anytime after that. But it does change because I think for next year, it's a little bit earlier in the month. So definitely look at that. I mean, that might be a bonus for you, but people say like the the streets and the crowds are unbelievable during that bike rally. And we also heard from a very legitimate source that the bison and the wildlife move further away from the roads during Sturgis because they're um, afraid of the noise or they're slightly bothered by the noise. Yeah. And I mean, that makes sense to me. Seems logical. Right. And he was saying that actually a lot of them hadn't moved back into the area after that. So that's another little wildlife tip. Apparently going before bike week can give you some better wildlife viewing, but we had fabulous wildlife viewing, but we'll get to that more during our uh, Custer State Park oh my <laughs> podcast gosh. Can't episode. Can't wait to talk about Custer. And we're going to divvy up these campgrounds that we did in South Dakota over the course of the season. So you're not going to get four South Dakota campgrounds in a row. We just decided to space them out. All right. Now let's talk about the camps. Okay. Because it's really important just to give you an overview of them. And then also in the show notes over on rvfta.com, I inserted the campground map. So you could go over there and look at the campground map while we're talking, or you could go look at it later. And I also put these notes about the different camps in the show notes so that you can reference them later. If you do decide to make a reservation because it can be a little overwhelming. It is a lot. And Stephanie, I'm so glad that you broke it down this way because you do get a different experience in the different camps. I mean, to some degree, it almost feels like a little bit like a different campground in some of the well, different Well, there's no one camp that is perfect and other ones that aren't perfect. What it is, is they're all, they all have distinct offerings. And so it's really going to depend on you and your style and your preferences where you want to be. Now, you picked line camp. Right. And we say, stayed on site 263, which I'm not kidding when I say this site was the size of an NBA basketball court. And it was really just like the lawn spilled out and opened up right outside our door. Yeah, And it was really a common area that anybody could use, but it was kind of like nobody used it. And it was the whole thing felt like our site. The boys were playing soccer. They basically use it as their soccer field. We were field. playing catch. This was an awesome site. The only thing, like you said, none of the the camps are perfect. Line camp's a bit close to the road. It didn't bother us at all. And in fact, I think I'd stay in line camp again. But if you're very sensitive to road noise, you might not want to. Now, Stephanie, why did you pick line camp? You had a very specific reason, and it worked out well for us. Well, okay, so across the front of the campground, when you first drive in, there's sort of the amenities hub, where the pool, the playground, the camp store, all of that is. And then there's also a few different camps kind of lined up kind of around them. So that would be line camp, main camp, base camp, and cabin camp. So you can choose between all of those if you want to be close to the action. And for us, we weren't traveling with our bikes. And so I really want it to be within easy walking distance of those amenities. So those were our choices. Now, why did I choose line camp? Well, because main camp, well, cabin camp, we weren't cabin camping, obviously. But um, main camp and base camp, I kind of felt like they were a little more sort of pull-through-y out in the open. And they um, were. Yeah. They didn't have that kind of of 
um, natural uh, towering pines all surrounding the individual campsites. Now, for some people, you might be like, oh, well, I have a big rig. And I Rafter like a pull throw. Is so big rig friendly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you got a 45 foot monster, they got a site for you. Well, in base camp, they would. And also, satellite TV is only available in base camp. So there are reasons why that might be a good pick for you. Also, if you have a big rig, you'd like to, you know, have all of your hookups, your 50 amp, and all of that. That might be the best. So look at the map and think do I want to be close? Because if you want to be close, you really do need to pick one of those different areas. And And the road noise, which we were worried about when we first got there and realized how close it was, it really was not um, intrusive. It also subsides at night. Like some places like Cherry Hill in Maryland, the road noise is just consistent 24-7. Here it does quiet down at night quite a bit. Now, we use the pool and the hot tub and the fire pit that they had right by the uh, pool and hot tub every single day. So I'm so glad, even though... like. Um, the island and ranch camp to me were so much prettier. I'm so glad that we stayed where we stayed because we used the pool over and over again every single day on the trip. Right. So if you have bikes or you don't care about the pool and the hot tub and the community fire pit. Go island and ranch camp. Then island and the ranch camp are really gorgeous and beautiful and all the way up to the back of the campground and perfect in every way. Um, State park with full hookups. That's what it looks like. I would highly recommend avoiding lower ranch camp. And you might like look at the map and be like, well, it looks the same as ranch camp. What happens, lower ranch camp kind of runs along the ridge under ranch camp. And I noticed in kind of our walks that the sites there are incredibly differently sized and somewhat unlevel. So I think that since they back up into the ridge or back ends, they're not pull-throughs, I think that there was just not as much um, attractive sites Some of to them me. were a little narrow. Some right, of them. Well, that's into. the thing is that each one was very different. And so I would say just avoid lower ranch camp. Now, if you take in all of this and you're like, I still don't know where I want to stay, just call and say you want a really big site, right? I mean, if, you, if you're if you the type of... A lot of um, people want I a called, really big site. Yeah, I, I think that it's more... It's not just a really big site. It's where you want to be in the campground. Um, if you want to pull through, if you want full hookup. They're not all full hookup. There's also ones that are just water and electric. So if... You know, if you look at all this information, and like I said, I also have it over on the blog, it's okay to call and talk through it with the person behind the desk because that's exactly what I did. I had great intel from Carrie, and I still had a conversation with the guy about where we want it to be. So, you know, that's just doing it the old fashioned way and figuring in what, what is right for you. Like, I can't take into account every single one of your things. At the end of the day, though, <laughs> The look of the campground is beautiful. You're surrounded by the Black Hills. There's a huge open field in the middle. And no matter where you are, you're looking out at gorgeous, beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. So I just think you can't lose it, Rafter J. We're going to come back in a second and talk about the amenities. But let's take a quick break and thank our friends at Yogi Bears Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. And we're going to have a review from them in South Dakota soon. Because we really loved that Sioux Falls Jellystone. We did. We at the last minute schedule. It wasn't that long before we took off that we scheduled that overnight stop at the Jellystone. And, you know, the thing is about the way that we travel with our kids is 
stopping at the end of a long travel day and having a place where our kids can jump in the pool, to be honest, it makes our breaks, our travel experience. And this was a great pit stop and this in is, South Dakota. Yeah, this was exactly that. So, okay. But listen, you've got to check out the Jellystone Park Camp Resorts near you right now because whether you are an RV enthusiast, enjoy the comforts of a cabin, or prefer tent camping, they have everything that your family needs to have a great time at the campground. And now, right now, is what they are most famous for, maybe. Sometime I think out there. In, I think in recent years, the Halloween themed weekends at Jellystones have just taken off. And they've kind of become legendary. Well, I think Jellystones like the industry leader in these types of themed weekends. Yeah, they're more popular than ever. So if you want to squeeze a last minute stop, start calling around, seeing if you can get in. Because honestly, we've had a phenomenal time at holiday uh, at Halloween weekends at Jellystone Parks. You'll you know get trick or treating at the campground, hay rides, pumpkin painting, corn mazes, just everything, and it's all in this wonderful family environment. The trick-or-treating is so it's safe so and much better than so trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry it is. All right. Check out CampJellystone.com to find a campground near you. Okay. Let's talk amenities at Rafter J. Which we kind of already probably... Oh, we went through some of them. <laughs> we'll go into... Raved about We'll already. go into more detail. Now, it, Rafter J is a resort to me. It's not that there's like this overflow of amazing amenities, but they have all the stuff that you need and would expect of a high caliber private campground, and they do a really good job at each one. So the pool is a large, legitimately heated pool, mm-hmm. and it it was somewhat oh, brisk The temperature had yeah. dropped to like... 50 something degrees. And of course, and the it went high. Want to be in the pool. Yeah, it was like a high of 63 or 64 the first day we got there. And we had been at the state park for a while. So the boys saw that pool and they were like, we're going in. And I, I was like, you guys are crazy. You're not going to last a hot minute. They were in the pool for hours every day. They lasted every a hot ad- minute because they were going into the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, they kept going back and forth from the hot tub to the pool. They had a really great time at that pool. And what I had a great time doing, this might have been my favorite thing about their amenities areas. I actually sat up by the community um, propane, like gas fire pit that they had right near the pool. So I could sit there and kind of watch them splashing around the pool, but I could be near this really cozy fire, like stone fireplace and everything. It was really nice. It was a gorgeous stone fire pit. And we would get hot chocolate at the camp store and sit out there and talk and relax. Every campground should have like a communal fire pit that they actually light. And this one was a propane one. Well, it was one, nice so that it was, it was easy, gas. It was gas. It was easy I, to light. I could just go to the guy and I said, oh, can I, will you turn it on? Because yeah. no one had been there and I went there. And he just turned it on real quick. And then it's nice that it's not like it, the wood they have to tend or if nobody's there, they're not going to have it started. But this, you could just turn on whenever you wanted to sit around it. And they were good at that. And I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was hooked up to the natural gas yeah. at the camp mm-hmm. store. Yeah, it was so much nicer. So don't campground owners, don't do that huge fire pit that you've got to be bringing out firewood and all that stuff. Just get a like a nice gas fire pit. It was awesome. They also had a really great up to date playground that Wesley had a lot of fun. And his big and his big brothers did wander over there at some points. So they're sort of growing out of playground mode, but every once in a while they'll slip back into it. But there was a lot of kids running around and having a good time over there, and it was nice and big. One night Wesley spent a couple hours there. I need to back up to the hot tub for a second. <laughs> I think, really? we, I think we need to be honest. <laughs> we didn't spend a lot of time on that. <laughs> I think we need to be honest with our listeners about what happened with the hot tub. The boys were freaking out. Every time they find out there's a hot tub at a campground, they're worried they will not be allowed in it because of their age and because of age restrictions. So I, when we showed up at Rafter J, 
I didn't see sign. I swear. No, we looked. I was like, guys, anywhere. I think you're allowed in. And there were kids in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. There were kids in the hot tub nonstop. So I was like, oh, guys, you're good. Go in the hot tub. So four days worth of pool, hot tub, pool, hot tub, pool, hot tub. And th- then one of the days I walked into the bathroom. There's like a nice bathroom there at the pool. And there was a sign saying you had to be 12 and up. But we had basically finished our stay at that point. So we were in violation of the sign, but they were not enforcing So us. was everybody else. So it seemed to be okay. So nobody was was quite bothered by it. A little, little liability check for them right there just to make sure they had their bases covered. But the boys loved it because they could go in it. Now, they also loved the basketball court. Um, that was a nice thing. We always travel with the basketball so they could go down and play there. And then there was a volleyball court. Um, we did the pancake. Cake breakfast one the morning. Breakfast was really good. They have this nice covered kind of patio type area. They have like the huge griddle, and uh, two of the camp workers there do like a really fun, friendly breakfast. People are storytelling. People are hanging out. People are socializing, exchanging travel tips. It was really one of the best pancake breakfasts we've ever been to. And then there's also the basics of the laundry and the bathhouses. So there are nice bathhouses if you aren't using your own bathroom in your RV. Now there's also a couple of other things that kind of help take you into the atmosphere of the Black Hills without having to leave the campground. Primarily, you can fish there. There is um, a creek, the Sunday Creek and Spring Creek actually go kind of edge right along the campground. And those are stocked by the South Dakota Game Fish and Parks Department. So supposedly there's pretty good fishing in there. And then there's also this 110 mile bike trail that's, I guess, kind of well known. Like it's a big it's, deal. It is a big deal. And a lot of camp, we didn't have our bikes with us, but a lot of campers were heading down. It connects directly to it's the right entrance. It's right at there at the campground. So that's the George S. Mickelson Burlington Northern Hike Bike Trail. That's a mouthful. That is truly a Can mouthful. Can you imagine? That rolled right off the tongue. I was jealous seeing a lot of the other campers just right. take their bikes from their sites and head on out. If to you that can trail. have bikes at this campground, it would be nice. I think it would be a nice place to have bikes. You're not going to do too much with it because, you know, it is very hilly. And especially if you have little kids, hills can be like the, you know, death toll to a fun biking experience. But it's it would be good to have them. All right, Wi-Fi and cell service was fine, right? It was acceptable? No, cell service was fine and acceptable throughout the campground. There was never a time when I couldn't get a signal. Wi-Fi is only available around the camp store in that little hub area. By that fire pit, which is why in my mind it was fine because we were up there so much that anytime we needed to check in or anything, it was right there. But you can't, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get Wi-Fi at your camper. Now, customer service was really good. Um, they, I, I needed to go head into Rapid City at one point because we lost the fuel cap to the gas tank on the F-250. The guy gave me directions. He gave me advice on getting into Rapid City. Uh, we were about 40 minutes away from Rapid City, by the way, about 10 minutes from Mount Rushmore. Uh, and then Custer and Hill City were also right there by the campground. And Keystone. And Keystone. They gave us directions and tips for all those different locations. But then the really the best customer service I had on the second to last day, I asked if I could um, pump up the tires anywhere, if I could get my, my tire pressure right. And they said, well, actually, we don't have one of them here, but we'll, we'll lend you an air compressor. And the guy actually drove the air compressor to my site. And he said, oh, I'll just I'll come back for it in an hour. So that was really nice, like kind of going the extra mile kind of customer service. Yeah. So um, for insider details, I think that obviously we spent a lot of time talking about the different camps. And, and because we think that that's kind of where it's at in terms of your enjoyment. So take the time to figure out where you want to stay and don't just wing it and don't just, you know, 
call up and just be like, oh, just I need a full hookup site or whatever. Really look and decide what will be best for you. Um, you know, if you stayed up at ranch camp and you have like a four year old and a six year old and no bikes and you have to or you have to like walk to the pool, or of course you could drive, all that might be really annoying to you because it is a long ways. I know it sounds crazy because you're like, how far away could this be? It it's is a legit. Hike. Like you, you could be if you're a slow walker. If you're maybe a little bit older or something, it could take you 20 minutes to walk yeah. to the camp store, depending yeah, on where you are. Yeah, if you've got a four year old, it take you a lot longer. Yeah, and there's some up and down and some hills. <laughs> yeah, and so of course Maggie loved it. She she got lots of good walks at this campground, but you might not like it so much if you got. And the by littles. the way, walking around this campground was a lovely part of staying at Rafter J. We did evening walks with the boys and Maggie, and it was just really beautiful and relaxing. Now, yeah. Rafter J, pretty darn close it to is. perfect. It really is just and, a great camp. And I got to be honest with you, this feels a little nitpicky. But it was what you mentioned while we were there. So that's why I the put it in. Store, it was, it was your the thing. The camp store, and it, look, we were there in late August. This is close to the end of the season for them. The camp store did not have some basics like we needed bread, bread at one point. But beyond the fact that it, but then they had, a, they did have a bunch of other stuff. They had ice cream, they had frozen pizzas, they had all these hot chocolate, everything else. But the stock, it was kind of bizarrely stocked with gifts. Like you couldn't get bread there, but they had a full selection of lodge cast iron, right? right? Like I mean, like they literally had Dutch ovens and they had skillets. They just the camp store. I don't think you get milk. Or water. I don't remember. Like, I think some. No, I, you could buy the little bottles of water. Yeah, but they didn't not have like, like a. Gallon. Well, I agree. Right. I'm a grand. So yeah. we had to, for those basics that we just have to replenish as a family of five on a regular basis on a trip, we had to go to a little grocery in Hell City. So to me, like to have a camp store, it's one thing if you don't have a camp store. To have a camp store and not have milk, water, and bread, cozy, those are like lodge like camp store. <laughs> I also felt like, and I hope this doesn't come across as being obnoxious, because I'm a partially a slob myself. The camp store felt like it could have used like a woman's touch. Like it felt like it was kind of like organized and decorated I'm gonna by, let you pass by on men. That. <laughs> do you agree? Gonna, do you, get... do you agree with me? I, I wouldn't say it needs a woman's touch. Like, but I, I think that I see what you mean. You're saying oh, that, that it needed such an to artful be dodge. well designed. Like it needed to be spruced up. It could have been really cozy. And there could and be the right man for that job out there. You never know. <laughs> it just, well, I mean, not look, you, the but guy, another the, man. The out people there. running the campground were mostly men, and they were mostly yes. men my age, and they were super friendly. I never saw a woman, and I talked to well, a man when a f- I was taking a reser- when I was making my reservation. So, yeah. Well, frankly, there were like a few female workers there that were like foreign exchange students, you know, okay. like they were like 20 and they had accents. <laughs> now we're making it sound really weird. <laughs> no, it's, it, it was, it wasn't weird. Yeah, it it's wasn't. Just it if was you, a lovely place. If, if I blindfolded you and walked you into this camp store, you might not know it was a camp store. Right. I think that's what I'm driving at. It was odd. And I, so that is nobody's perfect. Like you should always be able to get bread, milk, well, I also, and I wanted a really cool Rafter J tchotchke because that's just me. You know, like I wanted like a cool Rafter J mug and they just like... And there was none to be had. They just, every, like all the Rafter J tchotchkes were like a little bit off. But then if I needed a Dutch oven, they had a, you know, Yeah, and you do not variety. need a Dutch oven. That's for sure. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to our review of the Rafter J Bar Ranch Campground in Hill City, South Dakota. Uh, 
And a big reminder. Okay. We're kicking off the fall season of RV Family Travel Atlas this week as well. And that is a linked episode because we stayed at Rafter J to visit Mount Rushmore, which is 10 minutes away. So look at these episodes as going together. And it's a great episode giving you all our best tips for visiting Mount Rushmore. And a big thanks to Jellystone Park Camp Resorts and to Jayco for sponsoring Campground of the Week. We sure do appreciate their support. And if you enjoy this podcast, we would appreciate your support. If you could head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a review and just tell everybody why you listen and what you like about it, that would be awesome. And we'd heart you for that. And if you don't follow us on Facebook or Instagram, like what's up? <laughs> Look, I don't blame anybody for not being on social media. You can't even say that with a straight I, face. <laughs> I, I, I seriously can't say it with a straight face. Because I don't blame anybody. Well, a while ago I asked people like, email me if you're not following us on any of our social media accounts. I just want to know if you're out there. And a lot a lot of you really do yeah, just listen the to podcasts like, yeah. and more power to you. So. Absolutely. But if you are on social media and you like non-cranky people, we keep our Facebook group as friendly as is humanly possible on Facebook. It is really a really awesome place to hang out and actually ask questions and get quality responses about campgrounds, about RVs, about travel, everything. So go over to RVFTA, the group, and join us over there. And we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground.